You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the August edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We are actually going to start with breaking news from the Crestone Eagles website. Community Foundation of San Luis Valley seeks applicants for the Nonprofit Infrastructure Grant Program. This was released on August 4th. The Community Foundation of San Luis Valley, SFSLV, and the Colorado Department of Local Affairs, DOLA, announced the Nonprofit Infrastructure Grant Program, a statewide grant program for small, community based nonprofit organizations. CFSLV, collectively with DOLA, seeks applicants with annual budgets between $150,000 and $2 million that were affected by the COVID-19 infrastructure aftermath. The grant offers funding toward capacity building that can include activities such as strategic planning, professional development for board and staff, technology, etc. A total of $33,100,000 in grants will be awarded statewide, with selected organizations awarded up to $100,000. Nonprofits in Swatch, Mineral, Rio Grande, Alamosa, Archuleta, Canejos, Castillo counties are encouraged to apply for the grants through their local regional access partner, CFSLV. More information can be found on the website www.cfslv.org slash NPI grant. The Nonprofit Infrastructure Grant was created after the Colorado House Bill 22-1356 was signed into law on June 3, 2022 to help underrepresented communities with limited access to state and federal funding and those impacted and disproportionately impacted by the pandemic. The emphasis on infrastructure and capacity building will help small nonprofits build critical staff and boards while providing funds to proactively invest in the organization's makeup. The grant is designed for nonprofits in underserved and under-resourced communities that need more foundational help. The application opened on July 5, 2023 and closes on August 31, 2023. More breaking news from the Crestone Eagle website. Sawatch County Sheriff's Office requests help in identifying human remains. This was posted on July 31st. In the foothills west of Sawatch Peak, near County Road 46AA, human remains have been found. The body is believed to be a male, approximately 5 foot 9 inches. His pant size was 36 waist and 30 inch inseam. He was wearing Florsham Cordovan color shoes, not a shoe associated with being in the mountains. A cross was with the body. The Swatch County Sheriff's Office was looking for Edna Quintana, who is still missing. The number of human remains found in Swatch County has inspired the name the Boneyard. The Swatch County Sheriff's Office does not provide crime statistics to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, making it difficult to provide an exact number of bodies found. If anyone recognizes the cross or description of a man with this build, please call the Sheriff's Office at 719-655-2525. And now taking a look at the front page of the August edition of the Crestone Eagle, SLVREC Airs. 
plants power lines inside property lines. This was written by Amelia Stern. San Luis Valley Rural Electric Cooperative, SLVREC, installed underground power lines that deviated from their road right-of-way and onto private property, affecting seven households along a 15-mile stretch of Wagon Wheel Road in the Baca. SLVREC is now asking those residents to sign an adjusted easement, which one resident, choosing to stay anonymous, is refusing to sign without compensation and clarification. SLVREC serves the counties of Rio Grande, Castilla, Sawatch, Alamosa, Conejos, Mineral, and Hinsdale, with 531 miles of underground distribution lines. According to SLVREC's Chief Operating Officer, Sean E. McKibben, the company aims to replace 70 miles of these lines in the Baca in an attempt to mitigate power outages in the region. The disgruntled resident says that when the project began in the summer of 2022, no one was notified beforehand. Part of the problem is that they're just coming in, doing whatever, and not telling any of the residents anything until afterwards, she said. I literally had to go outside when they were digging across where I live on my property and say, what are you doing? It wasn't until April of 2023 that residents received a letter from McKibben alerting residents to the project and admitting to the company's error. It appears that our power line route may have deviated from the road right-of-way and onto your property, the letter read. We would like to discuss the events and mutual solutions based on what our further research determines, it continued. According to SLVREC's marketing and outreach coordinator, Jennifer Alonzo, The company determined that it was most cost-beneficial to all its members if a new agreement was reached instead of having to dig up and move the entire line. Based on their determination, the company is now asking residents to sign a new right-of-way easement, extending their access to a strip of land up to 15 feet in width on either side of the power line, extending when necessary. The new easement would give SLVREC the full rights to and authority to cut, remove, trim, or otherwise control all trees, brush, and other growth on or overhanging said easement, and would also prohibit residents from building on that strip of land without SLVREC's review for safety and access consideration. First of all, I'm not signing this agreement because the language is way too loose for my comfort, said the affected resident not to mention the fact that it feels like a violation. Because again, dig first, ask later, and you're sort of backed into a corner, she said. When the resident reached out to McKibben after receiving the original letter, he told her they'd pay for the extended easement, but according to the resident, the amount was insulting. First you make the mistake, and then you're offering pennies, she said. Wondering what the payment was based on, the resident asked for a surveyed map of the property that included the outline of the new easement. They literally sent me back an aerial shot. It looks like a drone shot of the property with a couple of lines drawn on it, she said. That's when I thought, I'm going to have to get a lawyer. The resident's real estate lawyer helped to rewrite the easement's loose language and advised her not to sign until the company was able to provide more clarification behind their conclusions. Ideally, I'd like for them to fix their mistake, but since that's probably not going to happen, I'd at least like to be compensated fairly, said the resident. But when I asked them for an independent appraisal, they refused, saying the cost would be more money than the easement is worth. 
After some back and forth, SLVREC finally agreed to cover the residents' lawyers' fees and to provide a detailed map with clarification on the new easement. As of the publication of this article, the, art the resident has not received the map and the project is currently on hold until she agrees to sign the new easement. And in festival news, Wild and Scenic Film Festival celebrates community at Frontier Drive-In Complex. This is written by Emile Warner. Succeed, Sawatch County's Sustainable Environment and Economic Development, welcomes residents and visitors alike to attend the Wild and Scenic Film Festival and New Moon Celebration slated for Saturday, August 12th at the Frontier Drive-In Complex near Center, Colorado. This year's theme is Come Unity, a celebration of all the great things happening in the San Luis Valley and the people and organizations making them happen. Succeed organizer Melinda Myers said our goal with this year's festival is to bring awareness of the many groups working to improve the quality of life in the SLV and celebrate our successes. The New Moon Festival is a family-friendly event that is free to the public. Festivities will kick off at 2 p.m. with music, food, activities for the kids, door prizes, artisans, and vendors from across the SLV. It promises to be a fun and educational experience for attendees with presentations from community community organizations, recreational agencies, and local businesses. Speakers will address issues like agriculture, community service, outdoor recreation, and conservation. Jay Sanders of SLV Seed Exchange and the Local Food Access Coalition will host Ag Hour and discuss food and agriculture systems in the valley. At 8.30 p.m., the giant silver screen at the Frontier Drive-In will light up with a selection of short films celebrating the natural world, conservation, outdoor adventures, and the environment. The films have been selected to raise awareness and inspire activism on environmental and community issues through the medium of films. Films to be screened include The Rock Pool Waltz, My Neighbor is a Bear, A Fire for All, Mission Creek Restorative Initiative, Scaling Up, Hawaii's Food Future, Bad Bugs, The Magical Forest, and The Things, Camp Yoshi, Alternative Future, 3.5%, Breaking Trail, and Yuba is the Heart. A $10 ticket will gain access to the live screening event as well as the opportunity to watch all the movies online for the following 10 days. Buy tickets and learn more at succeedco.org. That's S-C-S-E-E-D-C-O dot org. If you are interested in becoming a vendor or a sponsor for the event, contact Myers at succeeddevelopment at gmail.com. The Wild and Scenic Film Festival began in 1983 as a grassroots fundraising event to protect California's South Yuba River from dams. Today, the South Yuba River Citizens League, SYRCL, continues its community activism to protect and restore the Yuba River watershed. The film festival has gained recognition for its impactful films and has expanded beyond its original location in California. It now travels to various cities across the United States and even internationally, allowing a broader audience to experience the power of storytelling through film and connect with environmental causes.
This will be the fifth Wild and Scenic Film Festival that Succeed has hosted. The previous two were virtual due to the pandemic. Again, this takes place on August 12th at Frontier Drive-In in Center from 2 p.m. to dark. The fe film festival itself is from 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. And in youth group news, Crestone Baptist Youth Group seeks cleaner landscape views. Have you ever driven up a road and noticed that there are things just lying there? We refer to the stuff lying there as litter or trash. However, did you know there could be treasure? The treasure comes in the lessons taught and conversations held in the Crestone Baptist Church Youth Group, a group of young people dedicated to making a difference in the neighborhood. Compassion and service are a large part of what is learned in their studies. To bring these lessons to life, goals are put forth to the youth group. In June and July, the group walked T Road for at least a mile picking up trash. Adults joined too. In June, more than three large bags of trash and debris were gathered. In July, a few more youth and adults joined and gathered approximately six large bags of trash and debris. Maybe you saw them in their bright green shirts. In an age of Facebook and instant gratification, it was refreshing to walk and talk with these young people with no cell phones to distract us, said Julie Close of the church. The youth group was not looking for recognition or rewards. Rather, they were looking to leave a cleaner view of our landscape. There is one more day in August to complete the youth group's goal. Interested community members can help out and join the Crestone Baptist Church Prayer Breakfast on August 12th at 8 a.m. After that, donning green shirts, the group will talk and clean things up. On September 28th, the youth group approved workmen are not ashamed, Oana, to the Crestone Baptist Church. This is a youth group for grades 3 to 6, exploring grace in action. There will be lessons, games, and snacks. Later that day, from 5.30 to 7 p.m., enjoy a barbecue dinner and learn more about Awana. And we have this notice from Baca Grande. Call for candidates for the 7 p.m. October 13, 2023 Annual General Meeting Board of Directors election. There will be two vacancies on the Board of Directors this fall, a three-year term and a two-year term. Any member in good standing is eligible to become a candidate. There are two ways that a candidate may be qualified to run for a director position. One, submit an application through the nominating committee, or two, obtain a petition with 25 signatures of members in good standing. Interested candidates, please contact the Baca Grand Association to obtain an application. Applications and petitions must be received no later than 4 p.m. on Wednesday, August 16, 2023. The address, P.O. Box 237, Crestone, Colorado, 81131. Phone number, 719-256-4171. Website www.bacapoa.org and email info at bacapoa.org. And we have another public notice notice of board vacancy. It is with sadness that we announce that Trustee Daya Scheid has resigned from the town board effective August 1st. 
In accordance with CRS 1-12-207, the board must appoint a replacement by September 29, 2023. This individual will serve as a trustee until the next regular election in April. To be considered as a candidate, you must be 18 years or older, a registered voter in the town of Crestone, and have maintained residency for at least one year. If you are interested in serving the community on the town board, please submit a letter of intent explaining why you feel you would be a good fit. Letters of intent can be submitted in person at Crestone Town Hall or by emailing crestonetownoffice at gmail.com. For more information, contact Interim Town Administrator Scott Erisman at 719-256-4313. And we have some regional happenings. On Thursday, August 10th, from 4 to 6 p.m., Facials at Home with Young Living Essential Oils. Class is $20. Contact Julia for more details at younglivingjulia at proton.me. And on Friday, August 11th, from 7 to 9 p.m., Showing of Mystic Maya Film at Shumai Institute Crestone. Over a decade in the making, Doug Beechwood has recently completed the director's cut of Mystic Maya, Journey of Initiation. This feature-length documentary tells the tale of the Mayan mystery schools and their parallels to modern Western esotericism. This is a valuable transmission for anyone interested in esoteric history. Please visit the website and subscribe to my mailing list to receive updates on screenings and official release dates. That website is mysticmayamovie.com. On Saturday, August 12th, starting at noon, the second community free meal of the year will be at the Little Shepherd Church, sponsored by Mountainside Realty. The meal theme is Indian. Alternative diet dish options will be available, and we encourage people to bring their own offerings to share. Volunteers are needed for meal prep, cooking, setup, and cleanup at the event. Please contact Leighton Burt at Facebook or email to get involved. That email is Leighton, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, at mountainsiderealty.com. On Saturday, August 12th, from 2 to 10.30 p.m., as mentioned, succeed Wild and Scenic Film Festival and New Moon Celebration at the Frontier Drive-In, Center, Colorado. New Moon Celebration from 2 p.m. to dark. Enjoy food, entertainment, vendors, educational speakers, and community organizations sharing the important work being done in the SLV. At 8.30, the Wild and Scenic Film Festival will show family-friendly films focusing on the many good things happening in the San Luis Valley. To become a vendor or learn more, contact Melinda Myers at succeeddevelopment at gmail.com. And on Sunday, August 13th, starting at 7, 7 p.m., Songs from the Road Band, live performance concert, Grammy-winning bass, play, sorry, Grammy-winning bass player Charles Humphrey III is bringing back his award-winning bluegrass band to the Cloud Station in Crestone. And Saturday, August 19th, from 3 to 10 p.m., Suds for SAR Block Party, annual fundraising party for Alamosa Volunteer Research and Rescue. This will be held on San Juan and Maine in Alamosa and feature food, beer, a silent auction, cornhole tournament, and live music by Blue Sky, Company of Friends, and Old Scratch.
And we have some recurring events, Saturday Market, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. in downtown Crestone, Thursday Market, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in South Crestone, Baca Park. Also, Mercadillo and El Rio, a, fam- a weekly farmer's market held Wednesdays from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Rio Grande Farm Park in Alamosa. Snap and Double Up Bucks are accepted. Visit riograndfarmpark.org slash Mercadillo on the web for more information or to sign up to vend. And we have news from Firewise. It's wildfire season. This is written by Julie Donaldson, Baca Ground POA Firewise Committee member. August in the Baca and Crestone heralds the end of mosquito season and the start of the best season for a hike up to one of our beautiful mountain lakes. It also begins the height of wildfire season in southern Colorado. The Baca Ground Property Owners Association recently reconstituted their Firewise Committee to help educate members on how best to protect their property and our community from the dangers of wildfires. The Firewise Committee includes Julie Donaldson, Tracy Scheiss, Cleve Stewart, David Bright, committee chair and philip tarlow the firewise committee meets monthly on the second wednesday at 10 a.m in the association hall 68 575 county road t and via teleconference link on the association calendar bacapoa.org the association's fire chief the assistant fire chief land use administrator and board liaison ed byerly also attend the committee's goal is to, one, help educate and encourage members to mitigate the risk of wildfire damage to the properties and inform them of wildfire response procedures in our community. Two, advise the Association's Environmental and Architectural Committee, EAC, on best practices for fire-resistant new home construction. And three, work with the Association Fire Mitigation Supervisor to plan measures to minimize the probability and potential impacts of wildfire in the common areas, roadsides, and properties owned by the Association. We live in a wildland-urban interface. Homes and community are inherently in danger from wildfires. The Community Wildfire Protection Plan, produced by the Colorado State Forest Service, offers important tips. It's on the Baca Ground Association's website, bacapoa.org in the FireWise folder of the Document Center. The CWPP contains detailed information on fire risks and dangers in the BACA, including individual properties and common areas. A community action plan is proposed which lists nine items of focus. Number one on that list, with high priority, is to increase the number of residents who have defensible space around their houses. To support efforts towards achieving this priority item, Swatch County has a program managed by Daniel Johnson. Sign up for a free wildfire risk assessment of the property. Call Johnson 719-480-9764 for info. The assessment is sensitive to preserving older trees and those that were nesting sites for birds. Although county funds for this service are limited, the pending association grant awarded by the Federal Emergency Management Agency will also provide some funding for mitigation services on private properties. Reading about defensible space around properties may seem rather daunting as it extends up to 100 feet from each home. Many residents barely have 30 feet from home to property line. The most critical zone is the first five feet from structures. Proactively remove or mitigate flammable materials, vegetation, and stacked firewood from the perimeter. Residents can reach out to the association's Lend a Hand Volunteer Hub. That email is info at bacapoa.org or you can call 719-256-4171. They'll help coordinate neighborhood volunteers for assistance with these efforts. 
And a look at the community calendar, Wednesday, August 9th, CEOLP monthly hybrid meeting in person and Zoom, 7 to 9 p.m., Little Shepherd Church, the number 719-588-7415. Saturday, August 12th, CEOLP care of the body training, 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., RSVP by email to ceolp.info at gmail.com. August 12th, free meal, Indian theme, 12 to 3 p.m. at Little Shepherd Church, and on August 12th, Crestone's third annual Dark Sky Community Celebration, 7 to 11 p.m. at Crestone Charter School, 330 East Lime Avenue. Bring a chair, blanket, and binoculars. On Sunday, August 13th, Shumai's monthly Sampai for spiritual transformation in person or online, 10.30 a.m. to noon. Lunch served for $5 donation. Email info at shumaicrestone.com or call 719-245-5284. And that is all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us. For the Crestone Eagle, my name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.